Well, well, well. Beautiful people. Best. Damn. Nation. Let me talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> it is Wednesday. And you know what time it is. It is the best damn wrestling podcast. I am your humble host, Brian Renegade. And with me, I have the best damn crew. First of all, this man is the ultimate entrepreneur. He is the renaissance man. He is the genie of the best damn wrestling podcast. The dawn of the best damn wrestling podcast. The ultimate villain. Ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you the great and wise LP is in the building. What's happening, sir? What's going on, man? How's everything going? Oh man, everything is good, man. You know, it's a good day. Uh, it peaked at 105 here in Phoenix, so I'm I'm pretty cool right now, <laughs> man. It's been consecutively 100 in over 110 for 30 days. Uh, yeah, bro, I've been sweating out of places I ain't even know I had. You know what I'm saying? But that's just the nature of the beast here in heat. Oh uh, man, what's going on with you, my brother? I know much, man, in the middle of a shoot. So setting up for that. Oh, man. LP the Great doing another photo shoot, man. What you doing today, brother? I'm actually doing two things. One, I'm doing an in-studio shoot, and then I'm doing a rainforest shoot. Oh, nice. Sound like somebody getting wet today. <laughs> somebody going to be cool later on. Oh, yeah, man. I already know, man. That's what's up, brother. That's what's up. Oh, man. Listen, it's been a lot of stuff going on. Uh, a lot of stuff in wrestling and a lot of stuff in the world news, my friend. We got to get to it. And, you know, we do this thing each and every Wednesday. It is my favorite thing to do. Beautiful people, prepare yourself. It's hot topics. LPZ. We got to go over a couple things, man. I think I'm a it's, a, it's a lot of stuff to juggle, brother. But I think one of the first things that I want to talk about, man, uh, is your girl Kayla Braxton is leaving the bump. Uh, if you guys don't know what the bump is, it is a WWE talk show. Uh, it's been going on since 2019. It's been pretty much good at, at giving insight to a lot of the wrestlers and stuff that's going on. Uh, with WWE and Kayla Braxton was the lead uh, for that with her two partners, Matt Kemp and uh, can't remember the other guy. But anyway, uh, Kayla it was the thing that kept the whole production moving. And now she is moving on to more of a backstage role. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see what the bum looks like without Kayla there, man. Um, it's going to be interesting LP, what do you think? Uh, how do you think this is going to affect the bump, the program moving forward? Uh, I mean, I, I don't really watch it, so I can't, <laughs> I can't, I can't judge, I can't judge too much. I just isn't she the one that says some made a tweet about Bronny? Is that who this is? About who? About Bronny. I'm not sure if she uh made a tweet about Bronny. I'm not sure. Um, possibly. I know that was. 
I know there was a female that caught a lot of heat from WWE. If I'm not mistaken, she made some kind of, uh, you know, Bronny had that cardiac uh, situation not too long ago, and she said something about yeah. she, she tried to make she tried to make reference of COVID uh, getting it, um, getting a shot. Oh. So if this, if this is the same person, then that's why she off the air. But that's why she going off the air. And that, that's if, like I said, I might be wrong, but I know I saw a wrestling thing and they mentioned a female who was catching a lot of heat for saying something, uh, a little something, a little slick toward uh, that situation. Well, man, I, I, you know, I haven't heard anything about that, but I hope that you know she didn't say anything out of character. Uh, that's a serious situation. That man could have lost his life and. LeBron James could have lost his son. So, uh, you know, uh, we're praying for Bronny. Uh, that's LeBron James' son. He just had an incident on court uh, during practice. I believe he had a cardiac arrest, uh, a little attack, man. It's a little scare. So uh, we sending him healing prayers, man, and we wishing him the best. But uh, I'm not sure if Kayla said that, but, you know, whoever said that might get slapped. You know, <laughs> uh, but man, Kayla, uh, let me read what she said, man. She said, Kayla, I am, first of all, so honored to be sitting in this chair. The show is incredibly special and you're a big part of that. You're the reason this show has made it 20, 240 episodes. You are the reason I even got on the show in the first place. I was in Stanford for a community event and you said you better stay. For the bump, there's a lot of people, especially when it comes to women who support each who support each other, and you do that. You lift everybody up. You make every room you walk in a little bit brighter. They always say leave things better than you found them, and you've made us all proud here on the bump. Uh, every single person, excuse me, that was Morant. That was her replacement saying that, um, and Kayla. Uh, this is what Kayla said. She said, being a WWE announcer for nearly seven years, there's been a lot of growth and a lot of change, all for the good. So I'm really excited that you, to tell you this will be my final day as host of WWE's Debunk. I'm not leaving the show. I am still going to be doing some cool content that will be rolling into the show every single week. But in the meantime, I'm very pleased to tell you that Megan Morant, who, which I just read her statement a few minutes ago, Megan Morant will be filling my spot. We know she will do that in a phenomenal way. Uh, she's already been there on the show multiple times. She's already been showing her presence and her big personality and her skill set here. So we're really excited that you're going to be the one to handle Metcalf and Ryan uh, Popoa uh, every single week. I'm going to wish you the best, but seriously, 240 episodes. I was really honored to come on here on the ground floor and be a part of this growing thing into what it is today. Um, man, so this is, you know, so you can write the rest of her statement on her social media page, but this is a pretty, pretty big. I like Kayla. I think that she was the center for that show. I'm not sure if the show will still carry the same success. Uh, I know I stopped kind of watching it after Kayla you know, left. It was a little bit after 2020, and it was just Matt Kemp and, and Ryan on there. And it was kind of kind of lackluster uh, without Kayla there. So, you know, uh, Kayla's taking more of a backseat. I think that's pretty cool, man. Uh, we'll see 
what things hold for Caleb Braxton in the future. LP. Uh huh. Did you get a chance to check out the Cody Rose documentary on Peacock? I know I was gonna watch it, but I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I feel that way about Cody Rose. I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I don't know what it is that Cody. Cody ain't won me over. I don't know what he's gonna have to do to win me over, but I don't know. I just, I just ain't interested in it. Cody, I don't know. I, I I feel bad sometimes because I really <laughs> I really want to be for Cody, but I just <laughs> no. Oh man, but I, well, but I but I will check it out because I always check I check out a lot of documentaries and then uh the dark side of the ring. No matter who's up there, I'll always go back and watch. Yeah, man. Well, if you guys haven't had a chance to check that out on Peacock, man, go check that out. Uh, Cody Rhodes documentary, man. He's talking about his life. Uh, following his in his father's footsteps and being in his father's shadow even now. Um, and so he's talked about the hardships that he's had coming uh, into wrestling, um, coming from that, that amateur background. I didn't know that Cody was an amateur uh, wrestler, man. And he actually won some, uh, he had a big name in amateur wrestling um, for a little bit with his high school, man. So that was pretty interesting to find that out that he was a legit wrestler in in high school, man, and uh, coming into uh, the WWE after he tried the Hollywood thing that didn't work out for him and his sister. Uh, so he, you know, kind of told his daddy he was coming, you know, wanted to wrestle, and so it just follows his journey uh, from his high school days when he was wrestling uh, during tournaments all the way up to now in WWE. And, and what the future holds for the great Cody Rhodes. So, man, if you haven't had the opportunity to check it out, man, go check out this man's uh, this man's documentary on Peacock. I think you guys will like it. If you're Cody Rhodes fans, if you want to know a little bit more about Cody Rhodes, I would go and check that out. A very interesting thing that happened, though, man, is that uh, Triple H had said some things uh, that was very, very interesting. He called uh, AEW, one of the companies that Cody Rhodes started, a secondary wrestling company, man. And your boy, Tony Khan, you know, he had some things to say about that. Um, so let me go ahead and read that to you. Uh, this is coming from Sports Tita. Uh Tony said, we certainly won't be the second promotion at all. And we're number one in the UK on TV and with a record gate. I have a lot of respect for Cody. I know these weren't his words, to be fair. But we're not secondary in a lot of markets. For the first time in a long time, WWE has been secondary in a lot of markets. I'm proud where we're at. And we're not taking the back seat to antibodies. Woo! Strong words from, uh, from your boy Tony Khan, man. LP, what do you think about what Triple H said, calling uh, AEW a secondary wrestling company? And what do you think about that clap back from Tony Khan, man? Saying we ain't no secondary company. What you talking about? <laughs> yeah, man, I kind of think that Triple H was a Triple H is a little bit out of pocket uh, for the for the line itself because 
I mean, AEW is a kind of a secondary, but it's not. I mean, it's not going to be not. It's never going to be as big as WWE. But just like Tony Khan said, we don't have to be the number one. We can beat y'all in other in other categories. And to be perfectly honest, I don't watch AEW on a regular basis, but I plan to start soon. But from what I see from AEW, they have better matches and they have better promos. Um, WWE is just WWE. I mean, it ain't nothing you can do about it. Um, just like, you know, even back in WCW days when WCW was number one for, for 82 weeks and they were doing a lot of great things. It's just a matter of them sustaining it. If they can sustain it, because nobody even thought AEW would be where they are now. Right. Um, they definitely are above TNA. Even when TNA when it even when TNA was at its best, it was never a threat to WWE. Like WWE never even paid TNA any mind. Even when TNA was full of WWE stars, um, and I actually thought TNA was a pretty good product at one point in time. Um, but you know they made a lot of mistakes and. It ended up being where it's going to be. But yeah, Triple H just didn't even need to even try to go that route because, you know, it's, it's kind of like bully man tag, bully tactics a little bit. Because um, WWE is not indestructible. Like, they, right. I, think they, I think they feel like they are. But it's only go, it, it can only take one or two things that really could hurt WWE. And I really think sometimes some of the decisions they make of late have actually hurt them. And that's why a lot of fans. Have went to um, went to AEW. Um, sometimes they come back, sometimes they don't. But AEW, some sometimes people watch both. Uh, right. But AEW, I, I think AEW is here to stay uh, because I mean, look what they're doing. What is the what is that the, the thing that is packed? I think uh, sold out in uh, is it Europe or somewhere? Somewhere they got to show something coming up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if that's all in, and if I'm I'm wrong, fans, please forgive me for that. Uh, it's one of their uh, shows that they're having. Um, I, I they said they were number one in the UK, man. I'm not sure that crowd at the, uh, when the WWE went to the UK was insane. Um, but there's a market for AEW wrestling. You can see that. AEW is doing something that hasn't been done in a long time, which is kind of merging other companies and brands and working with other talent from other companies. And you know what I'm saying? And then giving some of those talents the flexibility to work in between the companies. So it's, it's really, people can say what they wanted to about AEW, but it's really out here beating people. Uh, <laughs> to be honest with you, man, some people who thought their career was absolutely over has gotten uh, a, a revival of sorts to their career. Um, people who didn't get an opportunity in WWE is now getting the opportunity in WWE, I mean, excuse me, in uh, AAW. So there's room for competition. And to be honest with you, since AEW has come around, they've made WWE kind of step up their game a little bit. Um, and for WWE and, and Triple H to say, hey, you know, we're not, they're not bothering us. They can't touch us, touch us. Um, they're in the rear view. You gotta, you gotta know where the competition man is. And AEW is definitely competition for WWE. So uh those jabs were a little, <laughs> I guess they were needed. You know what I'm saying? I guess it, you know, while they because you can't. 
do something positive about your direct competition that constantly takes digs at you. So, you know, Triple H had to stand up for the brand, man. You know what I'm saying? Westside, he had to, say, he had to stand up for gang, you know. And he was yeah, like, yeah, y'all the secondary promotion. But he's you know done... Triple H has done that several times. He did it during the, that time when they had uh, the DX thing. He was like, I'll buy, we'll buy that piss ant company and, and fire you from there. And when he said that, oh, they beat the, he they beat our de, uh, developmental. I mean, so it's like if you're yeah. not worrying about them, keep them keep why are you worrying about them? You know what I'm saying? Like if they're not really a threat, then why you want to constantly <laughs> talk about them? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, if they're, if they're not on your radar, then you have no reason to even mention. Years, you know, just like those other promotions, they never mentioned uh and they never mentioned impact TNA uh Ring of Honor. Yeah. They never mentioned them at all. Not even not even the little slick stuff. So only thing they had worried about was they wasn't even worried about ECW. It was WCW and then later now it's um you know it's 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 a it's AEW. So you know right. I shot I shot Shouts out to AEW. I, I I personally think that fans don't necessarily like that kind of stuff. I know some people look at it as competition, but I think if they do that too much, then I, I think it's going to backfire and it's going to push people toward uh, AEW. Because like, like I said, WWE, I'm, I've been bored from WWE lately. I, I really haven't been watching the product as much as I, you would think with SummerSlam coming. I've watched right. a little but I really have starting to get bored. Um, and that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> that is not good. Oh man, listen, we got another member of the best damn na uh, nation and the best damn crew just popped on here, man. We gotta say, what's up to the one and only Chef? Showtime, what's happening, Chef? How you fellas doing today? Oh man, we good, brother. Good to have you on here, Chef. Man, we were just talking about. Uh, Cody Rose's documentary and some of the things that Triple H had said to uh, said about AEW, saying that it was a secondary company, man. And then Tony Khan res responded. We just read that response a few minutes ago. Tony Khan was like, "We ain't secondary to nobody. Matter of fact, we beating y'all in some markets right now." Chef, what do you think about uh, Tony Khan's clapback at Triple H, man, saying that they're not a secondary company? And do you believe there is space? For AEW and WWE to coexist uh, in wrestling. Yeah, I'm, I'm 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 happy he clapped back at Triple H. You know what I mean? Because it seemed like they're doing the same thing they did to WCW. You know, and Tony Khan trying like, nah, you ain't gonna be talking about me like that. Like this is my company. You feel me? Like he got <clears throat> he got the cojones to say something to them. You know. But yeah, I'm happy. They're, they're, I'm, I'm glad it's two of them. I hope they stay two brands. I hope WWE don't try to buy them out. You feel me? Like they did everybody else. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's better because you can watch AEW. Because I, I hated watching all them shows under WWE. You know what I mean? When, when they bought WCW, I hated it. <laughs> it was trash. You feel me? They made like the same storylines. You know, this, Tony Khan got his own stuff, and it's a little more violent than what we got. Let's talk about that for a second, man. I think that was a good point, man. WWE bought out both WCW and ECW. And when the buyout happened, 
the product was it was interesting time because a lot of the stars from ECW and WCW were coming over to WWE. Uh, that kind of led the way for Booker T to come into the WWE and a couple of other stars, man. But the products were not the same. Uh, they were completely different. Um, I quite enjoyed Monday Night uh, Nitro. You know what I'm saying? Nitro was one of my shows back in the day. Uh, and then ECW completely changed, and they went from a straight hardcore company to maybe having a hardcore belt or hardcore match. Well, it didn't have the same feel, the same sting that it used to. LP, do you agree with me on that? LP went to sleep. <laughs> oh, no, nah, no, nah, I'm here. My, I, I was talking about it. I, had, I keep on forgetting I'll be putting this thing on mute. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, def, I definitely could, uh, can agree with you on that point that it wasn't the same. Yeah, I think that the matches were less hardcore in ECW and uh, w, the WCW stars that came over kind of had a hard time kind of adjusting to everything and they I think they kind of felt isolated and alienated and they kind of felt like they had to really prove themselves to both upper management and the fans uh for for WWE. Um so that's that was an interesting time period during that time man when during that crossover. But I, you're right. I hope that W WWE and AEW can both remain in the same hemisphere, man, because like I said, it's good for the fans, it's good for the wrestlers, man, and there's just pure entertainment on both sides. It's a lot of things that I, I like and I hate about AEW, and it's a lot of things that I like and I hate about WWE. So if you're a wrestling fan, just enjoy the wrestling, man. Um, I prefer a little bit of storyline. I don't think there's quite as much storyline in uh, AEW, but there's only really one storyline going on in WWE. So, <laughs> you know, so it was actually two now because you got Shane Baszler and, and, uh, and Ronda Rousey thing, which we're going to talk about in a minute. But, um, yeah, I, I think that there's room for both companies, man. And I, I love what AEW is doing by working with other companies, man, and really bringing new fresh talent and new dream matches that people thought they would never see. So kudos to both companies, man. But making that transition over, man, Yo, your boy Vinny Mac is back in the news, man. Uh, and it's really interesting because uh, Vince McMahon, let me go ahead and put a, <laughs> put this thing up real quick. Vince McMahon was subpoenaed on July the 17th of this year, man. No charges were brought forth, uh, but there's an ongoing investigation for uh, paying hush money to some of the wrestlers. Uh, if you guys kind of remember that whole thing where Vince McMahon went under attack and then he had to uh, prematurely retire from the WWE and then they brought him in kind of kind of slick this year and Vince McMahon kind of slid and slithered right back into his position. Right now, uh, Vince McMahon has reimbursed the company $17.4 million dollars. And uh, Vince McMahon right now is on medical leave. He had to have a surgery, a back surgery done. But this thing is uh, it's still in the news, and it's very interesting, man. Fellas, I want to see what your thoughts on this whole thing. They, the feds done busted up in Vince McMahon's house, <laughs> looking through his socks and drawers, trying to see what, what's, what's going on. Uh, let me go to Chef, man. Chef, what do you think about this whole uh, Vince McMahon subpoena uh, news that just broke today? 
with that uh pedophile mustache, he did it. <laughs> <laughs> Not the pedo mustache. Boy, yeah. He did it. Yeah, you know, but I I mean it's you know it's bound to come out. People are gonna stay quiet for so long, they're like, I need more money. You know how people is. People get greedy. That's all it is. It's all about greed. Oh man, well, you know, just put Bisman Man and Hot Seat Man and, and the eyes on a negative light back on the WWE, man. Uh LP, what do you think about this news, man? Uh Vince McMahon got subpoenaed on July the 17th. They went through all his stuff. What do you think about that? Uh I actually think it's a, <laughs> I actually think it's Triple H or some of these other wrestlers that's giving them the information because they're trying to get Vince up out of there so they can finally have a <laughs> Cause I I, re- I felt like I felt like it was one of them when the story first broke because you got to think, you know, we all work, we all work jobs, we all know supervisors did this or you know you had an employee that did this. Everybody know how the things work. I mean, let's be honest, they they ain't any different. So certain people, you know, they ain't making the money they want to make or getting their way. They be like, all right, I've been holding on. I used to have my supervisors like that. If I saw them, if I had something that knew they did. Certain, I want a weekend off, and you don't want to give me a weekend off. Damn, I hate for the owner to find out about you. You you didn't take that money last week. Like, <laughs> I was I was I was one of them employees. Like, yeah, I wouldn't say nothing when I saw it, but I made sure I kept note of it. So trust and believe them wrestlers. It's this nobody gonna find that out without somebody snitching them on your boy Vince. I think it's Stephanie. Thank you, Stephanie. I don't know. Stephanie did uh, Anderson State left kind of quick, man. And I didn't like how she left. I thought that her and, and Triple H were kind of going to take the reins over the company. And I, I would have rather saw that than Vince McMahon come back. Because if you guys have known no, or noticed, the product has kind of changed just a little bit since Vinnie Mac came back. Uh Triple H was on a roll, man. He was doing some things. He was getting a lot of praise from the fans. And then, you know, things kind of reverted back to the way they were a little bit. You know what I'm saying? With Vince McMahon at the helm. Now, I'm not saying that everybody hates that because some people love it. You know what I'm saying? And and uh, what better feeling it is as a performer to go out there and perform and then come back and you see Vince McMahon and he gives you a thumbs up or some praise for your match, man. I think that's actually pretty pretty iconic man and pretty good but to be honest with you man i know a lot of fans are waiting to see uh Vince McMahon leave and right now he's on leave for the surgery that he just had and so that means that he will not be a part of SummerSlam i'm pretty sure he's still going to keep a close eye on things but i'm interested to see how the SummerSlam kind of pans out uh with Vinny Mac not being uh in Gorilla and and Pretty much tri- Triple H just taking the the reins of things, you know what I'm saying? So now let me go ahead. And, go ahead. Now, now let me think of it. I don't think it's Stephanie. I think it's Shane. Shane, Shane. With his daddy. He like he ain't getting no booty, so he gonna snitch. Yeah. Oh, man. I, hey, I about to say Shane. 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 Everybody thought Shane was gonna be the one that took over everything, and Shane ain't nowhere to be found. Like he. Like if if anybody this some old uh, Dallas who shot Jr. stuff like <laughs> it's a it's a lot it's a it's a lot of people it could be, but uh, I will look I will look at them kids first. Nah, I, I'm now nah, I'm really going to Shane because 
you know, like you just said, everybody thought he was going to take over the reins, but he just got skipped over again for some, you know, and it's to somebody else. Yeah, I snitched too. That, my daddy did the shit. Take his ass to jail. <laughs> like, you know, this is the second time, take him to jail. Oh man, well, where Linda? Shoot, where Linda at? Where Linda doing all of this? I have not where seen Linda. Well, well, I wanted to kind. Of, I'm glad you said that because I wanted to make a transition, and I was going to see how I was going to make a transition because this is big news. Uh, but if you guys remember, and if you guys don't know who Linda McMahon is, Linda McMahon is the wife to Vince McMahon, um, and Vince and, and Linda have had a, a historic kind of rocky relationship both on and off camera um and you're right i have not seen the support from linda mcmahon to her husband Vince McMahon. but if you guys also remember linda mcmahon was in the cabinet of the one and only donald trump who has just recently been indicted so Oh, Donnie boy, man, he's in like trouble for the third, for the third time. <laughs> well, that that's, a nice, that's a nice flat top right there. That flat. Top. That is a nice flat top picture. If you guys in Radio Land don't know what we're talking about, I put up this picture of Donald Trump. Man, he got a he got a, he got a kid and play flat top. <laughs> but man, he got the vanilla ice flat top. <laughs> oh man, the not the vanilla ice flat top. Oh, man, but we got to talk about it, man, because this is a, it's big news, man. Donald Trump is the first president in United States history, man, to to be indicted, man. And yeah, I just want to go across the room real quick to see what you guys think about it. How does this relate to wrestling news? Well, like I just said, Vince McMahon was in Donald Trump's cabinet. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Donald Trump's vice president, Mike Pence, just threw him under the bus. <laughs> he didn't even care. He threw him under the bus and told the bus to back up over Donald Trump's lifeless body. Um, Donald Trump is still currently running for president. I don't know how. You know what I'm saying? I don't know how how you how you how you rob the store and then try to put in the application for store manager again. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know uh, how he do that. You know. Man. You know why. Man, this is this is big news, man. Uh, and he's been indicted for the uh, January sixth uh, insurrection, man, when uh, American citizens pretty much stormed the Capitol. Uh, and they're saying that Donald Trump told them to go and storm the Capitol. Not sure how true that is. Uh, I've heard a lot of stuff. I didn't hear him say some things. I'm not going to touch too much on it because we're a wrestling podcast. But uh, I think this was very interesting. Uh, LP. What do you think about this uh, new news about Donald Trump's indictment? And do you think that uh, this will stick? And do you think that he'll still be able to run for president for 2024? I mean, it's, it's, it's Donald Trump, man. I, you can't you can't doubt the man out. He seems to find a way no matter what. So I would love to say it ain't no way in the world he gonna, he's going to be able to do it. But we was all, everybody, everybody, Thought it was a joke when he first said he was running for president. Like nobody thought this was even going to be real. And look at and look at what happened. Not only did he run, he done became a damn cult leader because them, the people that love him are like people in the cult. They he can't he Trump can't do no wrong. So hey, I I can't put nothing past that man. Yeah, man. Uh, Chef, 
What do you think about this whole Donald Trump indictment thing, man? Are they going to kick him out the Hall of Fame? The Hall of Fame of what? He's in a WWE Hall of Fame. He got inducted in 2013. Yeah. Oh, that is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then they, then they damn dear, didn't they try to kick Hogan out when he got when he came out yep. saying he himself. So who else did I try to kick out? Yeah, Flair. They about to put they about to put Flair out of there. Yeah, yeah. like Donald Trump, man, he did what he did. That hey, hey, hey. You know, he told the people to storm the Capitol. He said, I'll be there. You be there. We all meet there. And they did it. So it doesn't matter. You know, he's going to get off on it. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I think that uh, if, if if I think his pit, his uh, his penance or his, his punishment should be Stone Cold Steve Wilson. Come back and give him another Stone Cold Stunner. I think that. <laughs> I think that'll do it. You know, good old Stone, Stone Cold, Cold Stunner just not sense into him. You know what I'm saying? Stone Cold give him a stunner. Goldberg give him a spear. Hey, I'm, I'm okay. You know what I'm saying? Sentence served. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Throw his ass back in the wrestling ring and let him go one on one with Brock Lesnar. And then you know we'll, we'll just let that. We'll let that I don't think Brock would beat him up. Brock gonna let him sit there. You know, he, I think he was storming the Capitol too. Mm. You might <laughs> got a point there, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I got a point there. Oh man, uh, moving off of politics, man, and going back to the WWE, uh, man, something that happened. You saw the All American Bash this weekend, where uh, NXT stars. This battling the man, if you guys haven't had a chance to check that out, you go back and check that out. But one of the things that just interested me that happened recently is uh, Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams decided to split up. They did it amicably. I like how they did it, and I like how they presented it. Uh, there was no animosity or nothing. Trick Williams just like, you know, everybody kind of look at me as your sidekick. I got to kind of do my own thing. And Dragunov kind of called me out, so I got to, you know, kind of test myself against Dragunov. You know what I mean? Dragunov, first of all, if you haven't gone back and see it, LP, I don't care if you watch none of the other matches on the card. The match that I want you to watch is Carmelo Hayes versus Dragunov, Ilya Dragunov. Ilya Dragunov is insane. He is, <laughs> he is a great wrestler. Um, he is the only person to take the belt off of Gunther. He was the person that took the belt off of Gunther. When Gunther was uh, in NXT UK reigning in absolute terror, Ilya Dragunov stepped up and they had two of the best matches that I have ever seen. Um, so Ilya Dragunov is the real deal, and I'm interested to see how they treat him and his character when he eventually moves up to main roster. Uh, but Carmelo Hayes and Ilya Dragunov put on an absolute slobber knocker, and I love to see it. So if you guys haven't had a chance to check that out in the All-American Bash, go check that out uh, on NXT um, and, and on Peacock. But Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams splitting up. They did it amicably. He was like, yeah, I got to go prove myself. You know what I'm saying? And to be honest with you, uh, Carmelo Hayes had a match later on that night. He had a tag team match um, with your boy Wesley. And it was just, I can see Carmelo Hayes who, who he is. And without Trick Williams, he is boring. 
I hate to say it. I hate to say it. But without Trick Williams, he is a little bit boring. And, you know, he's a great in-ring competitor. He's a great superstar. He's a great athlete. He has to look. Uh, he doesn't quite have the size, which, you know, you know, WWE main roster, that's what they look for, to be honest with you. But Carmelo Hayes, it's the real deal, Jack. And with Trick Willie or Trick Williams uh, by his side, man, you know, they looked really good together. Carmelo Hayes had the support that he needed in Trick Williams. He had that backup, that, and he also had that mouthpiece in Trick Williams. So we're going to see how long Carmelo Hayes kind of rides the wave by himself and what Trick Williams can do by himself, and if Trick Williams would be a household name. You can hear the WWE uh, universe yelling, whoop that trick in support of Trick Williams anytime that Car Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams comes out. I like Trick Williams. Actually, over the last couple of uh, weeks, he's gotten very, very good, man. So, I, you know, I appreciate watching Trick Williams. But, um, man, I'm glad that they split up the way they did. LP, you alluded to uh, the street profits possibly breaking up a little while ago when we was talking about how we wanted them to split, kind of like Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams did. Do you think uh, that's the right thing to do in that situation, or do you think that Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams should have some animosity towards each other to make a great storyline? I mean, to me, it's not. It's like like we spoke about before. They do that. They've been doing that for years. We couldn't even name too many true. I don't think we can name. I don't think we name any true uh, tag teams that broke up without it being a storyline. So no, I, I like I like that. That that really makes sense. If the street pop, if the street street problems would have broke up, I wish it would have been like that. But I I think some tag teams they they rush some of these tag teams because even like the street profits, the street profits shouldn't be thinking about breaking up no time soon anyway. Because to be honest, they haven't done that much. Um, they haven't been there that long. It seems like they've been there that long, but they ain't really been there that long, not on the main roster for y'all to already be talking about, you know, breaking up. The Usos can break up. They've been there, even though they're probably not, but the Usos have put that work in. The Street Profits have not really put that work in like they should have, not holding the belts. They haven't really had no real true rivalry since they've been there, so it's a lot that they need to accomplish as a tag team. And then you can look at uh, breaking up. But I think if I'm not mistaken, the Dudley Boys, when they split, they didn't have a, a fight because one went to Devon went to SmackDown and Bubba was left on Raw. So that's how they separated at one point in time until they ended up combining. So I think that I think the Dudley Boys is the only group I remember separate going separate ways and not uh, having a rivalry. If I if I'm not. Yeah, uh, you know what? I'm going to get another opinion on this thing. Ladies and gentlemen, we got another member of the best damn crew that just hopped on. Uh, he is the master grappler. <laughs> he is uh, La Champion three times. Uh, we love and call him Mr. Everything. Victor Andrews. What's up? What's up? What's going on? What up, LP? What up, Chef? What up, Happy Time? How y'all doing? How you doing? What's good? What's good? What's happening, partner, man? We were just talking about 
uh, Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams split up and they had an amicable split. Uh, let me ask you a question, Mr. Everything, with your wrestling background and, and you've been in tag teams before. Um, have you ever had a situation where you and the partner had to split and what in which way did you split? Did you split amicably or did you guys have a storyline to battle each other and it was, you know, some animosity in between that storyline? Uh, so I've only been in one real um, solid tag team. It was uh, first generation. is me and, and my partner, James Anthony. And the only time we actually wrestled against each other in terms of still being a team was during a tournament. Um, to battle for another title that someone else had. It was like a normal contendership. And it wasn't so much of we actually fought and it ended up splitting up. Um, I think the writing was on the walls that, you know, eventually we won't ha have to split up. We did all we could do in terms of a tag team uh, in the company of PWF down in uh, Jacksonville, North Carolina, that was ran under Steve Carino. Um so it wasn't so much as like we had any type of animosity. It was like uh, one. It was like a Shawn Michaels and uh, Marty Jannetty. It was a Booker T and uh, you know Stevie Ray. It's one member of the team was better than the other, and the company could see that. And of course, you know that was. Uh, I was about to say who was the bad wrestler? <laughs> <laughs> so the company kind of wrote it to where. We eventually went separate ways, but it was no animosity in, in terms of the the two of us. Oh man! Until you That's just until you just say what you said. Now next time you see him, it's gonna be on and pop. He's the same. He's the same height as Rome, so I think I'm good. <laughs> oh man. Well, listen, man, I, I like to see the split. I want to see Trick Williams and really see what he can do on main roster. I hope that Carmelo Hayes can pick up his uh, his speaking game, man. Like I said, I was watching Carmelo Hayes and, and Wesley, and I was like, ah, you know, without Trick Williams there by his side, he's kind of losing the element, so he's really going to have to step up his, uh, his talk game, man. But it's going to be interesting to see what Trick Williams does in NXT. And like I said, if you guys haven't had the opportunity, go back and watch the All-American Bash on Peacock. They had some really great matches. And Carmelo Hayes versus Ilya Dragunov was Carmelo Hayes' biggest challenge. And Dragunov brought it to him. So, you know, if you guys have an opportunity, go back and check out the Great American Bash uh, on Peacock. I didn't Fellas, like that match. What's that? I didn't like that match at all. Wow. You didn't like you didn't like the Great American Bash. I didn't like that match with uh, yeah, I didn't like that match. With Carmelo why, why, why you didn't like the match? Because you you you, you like you, you you watched it. It was a lot of bot moves <laughs> during the match. I was like, they could have did better. Was, I, I think did. I think it was slow in the beginning, and I think it really picked up later on. And they were they were they were going at it, man. Like they was. Like, yeah, I really, I, I enjoyed it. I could kind of see, you know, some of the moments that you might be talking about. Um, there was some other matches on there that were a little lackluster, but for that match, yeah. it was good. 
Also, I gotta talk about Tony D'Angelo and the family, man. Hey, hey, goodbye, Tony. You know what I'm saying? Spaghetti. <laughs> uh, <laughs> your boy Tony D and uh, and the family, man. They won the tag team NXT tag team titles, man. From uh, from from what's what's Jesus? Alex, Alex, yeah, thank you, Alex. Yeah, so uh, the Gallus boys. So uh, they beat them, man. And I'm happy to see Tony D with the belt. Around his waist, man, and you know, pretty much overdue, you know what I'm saying? And I like to see that because he, to be honest with you, when it comes to storytelling in WWE, I think Tony D'Angelo is probably one of the best storytellers. His, his vignettes are really good, his in ring work is really good, and the fans gravitate towards him. So I'm, I'm interested to see what more he does, man, because he, he, he to be honest with you, he's the only one that really. Carries on strong storylines within WWE and NXT on the NXT know, I really hope that they don't do what they always do and try to recycle another character or faction or whatever. Because I don't want to see him become FBI. You know, I, I don't want to see that. Uh, okay. You think they might recycle FBI like they did the LWO? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because. Um, so he's he's already has the Italian background, so I can see it happening. I just really hope they don't because that man has the ability and the strength to kind of stand on his own. He really doesn't need to recycle another faction. I mean, even uh, the current LWO you really didn't need the LWO banner. They were great on their own, but I guess it kind of gives them a little bit of rub in my racing wall of verse. <laughs> well, actually, to be honest with you, I think the LWO thing made sense. And at first, I was like, ah, why they changed Legato del Fantasma? But for marketing purposes, people mm -hmm. can't really straight Legato del Fantasma. You know what I'm saying? And not, even though I just said it, and it's not a problem for me to say, I'm, I'm thinking that they say the LWO is it's more universal. You can, you can, uh, everybody can feel a part of what you got going on. And there is a movement for the LWO. Mm -hmm. To see that, you know what I'm saying, behind the scenes, man, and all the, you know, I just bought my girl the LWO shirt. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And she wears her, she's rocking it right now around the house. So um, I love what they've done. I still love the Legato del Fantasma faction and what they were. Uh, but LWO, it definitely, for marketing purposes, it makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Um, I hope that they don't go the FBI full-blooded Italian route. And recycle that whole thing with Tony D'Angelo and the family. I think he got something organic right now going on. And I'm happy to see the boy with, with some gold around his waist, man. So we'll see how he does on main roster when he comes up. But I, I guarantee you that he's going to tell some really good stories, man. And, I, you know, I love everything that he has going on. So if you guys like some good storylines, go check out Tony D'Angelo and some of his stuff that he had going on recently, man. Really, really great work, man. Really great work. Uh, fellas. I got to change the tone of the show a little bit for a second. Um, we had a passing of a beloved figure. He was an actor. Um, and if you guys remember him, he pretty much shaped most of our childhood. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Other than Barney and the Sesame Street. And I'm talking about the one and only uh, Pee Wee Herman, man. Uh, the actor who played Pee Wee Herman. Uh, Paul Rubens has died. Uh, let me go ahead and read this post that he uh, that they put on his uh, social media page. It says, last night we said farewell to Paul Rubens. 
an iconic American actor, comedian, writer, and producer whose beloved character Pee Wee Herman delighted generations of children and adults with positivity, whimsy, and belief in the importance of kindness. Paul bravely and privately fought cancer for years with his trademark tenacity and wit, a gifted and prolific talent. We will forever live, he will forever live in the comedy pantheons and in our hearts as a treasured friend and a man of remarkable character and generosity of spirit. Fellas, I want to go around the room. Just uh, real quick, tell me some fond memories that you've had uh, of this great actor uh, or even his character, Pee Wee Herman. Let me go, Chef Showtime. Yeah, I I used to like watching Pee Wee Herman, like Pee Wee Herman, the Big Top. You know, that was my it was my show. You know, I used to watch it. It's sad that he passed away, but you know, he's old. Oh man, that's, that's messed up. To say shit. <laughs> you can always count on shit, boy. I'm just saying. You know I mean? Oh man, Mr. Everything, be a light in the darkness, man. Tell us a little bit about. Uh, your fond memories with uh, with Paul man, and and uh, the Pee Wee Herman character. <laughs> secret word, secret word. You said character. <laughs> and like that, that was the most annoying, but funny statement <laughs> he would always do when he would say the secret word. I just saw the uh, the uh, a TikTok, but it showed the video with him and the Miz, and uh, whoever the other dude was. I can't remember who it was. But when he was on the WWE when Money Night Raw and the Miz had the money in the bank and he was out there um <laughs> getting on the Miz nerves and um he kept every time he would say ring, uh he would say, Oh, just the secret word, secret word, and they had Big Show come out as big big peewee or whatever he was supposed to be. Um but it was it was a good show. I, I already know what LP's gonna say. You know, it's Lawrence Lawrence Fishburne's first little little thing that he's actually done. Uh, he definitely gave a couple of guys a, a, an opportunity to kind of get out there. So, uh, right. you know, peace to Paul Rubens, a.k.a. Pee Wee Herman. Yeah, man, I'm glad you brought that up because I was about to say that Pee Wee Herman definitely brought us Lois Fishburne, man. So I got to, you know, saying get clack claps and tap taps for that. Uh, that was the start of his career. Uh, but, you know, Pee Wee Herman surprisingly enough is a wwe legend now so um we can we can definitely say that lp what are some of your fondest memories of the character Wee herman i i used to watch you know Wee playhouse on saturday mornings on cbs uh i think he, i think he used to come on like 10 or 11 o'clock right before not too long before soul train came on so i remember like watching that on saturdays and um of course big top Wee. Uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, his movies, you know, he was he was always funny. Um, he actually had a little bit of he actually did a lot more stuff after that. I mean, he was on Gotham, uh, Reno nine one one, so he he did have like a little boost. Uh, his Pee Wee Playhouse on Broadway was huge. I don't know if you guys even know about that, but that's I tell anybody who is a Pee Wee Pee Wee Playhouse fan to watch that if you can find that because it really was dope and it really brought back a lot of childhood memories. Um. But yeah, I mean, I was—I didn't know he had cancer. It's—I was just telling my friend I had just watched the episode of Two Two Seven when Pee Wee was on it, and then the next day, some my daughter texts me, and she's like, "Did you hear about Pee Wee?" 
And my daughter knows about Pee Wee because I sit there, I, I I watch those movies with her. Pee Wee Playhouse. I, I introduced her to um, uh, Ernest Ernest movies. You know, I, I feel like I feel like if you got kids, you got to show them the same kind of stuff that we watched. Um, my daughter watched all those movies with me, and she ended up liking it. You know, outside of that, she never. Most kids don't know who the hell Pee Wee is. You know, we know who Pee Wee is. So you know, I think anybody that got kids. You should always show them some of the greats because uh, they will, you know, after a while, they just, they just won't be here. Uh, like Chef, I guess, like Chef said, because everybody gets old. <laughs> so, <laughs> so eventually we all get old and die, the way Chef said. <laughs> Chef cold-blooded with it, Jack. He cold-blooded. Oh, nah, that is just the truth. We live and we die. There you go, man. Giving us a final word, man. Well, listen, uh, the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast, man. We are uh, we're, we're sad to hear the news, man. And you know, Pee Wee Herman or the character Pee Wee Herman has definitely uh, played a role in in my life. You know what I'm saying? Because I was a Pee Wee Herman fan. So uh, rest in peace, my friend. Rest in peace, uh, fellas. Real quick, I just saw. Uh, before we get into a little bit of wrestling, I know the fans are waiting. I know we've kind of been on hot topics for a while, man. Uh, but I just saw something that popped up on social media, and I got super excited about it. Um, I know most of us are comic book or uh, comic book fans, man. But I saw this thing, and I wanted to talk about it real quick. You have Blade versus Wolverine comic book that's coming out. It looks hot. It looks spicy. I'm interested to see it. I want to see what LP got to say about this whole thing. Um, to be honest with you, if you guys remember, Blade was one of the first Marvel movies that came out that was an absolute success. And at that time, Marvel was on its way out. Blade, uh, the series, really saved Marvel. And if you actually want to be honest with ourselves, the X-Men comic book and the X-Men uh, cartoons in the early 90s is what spearheaded what we have today. And Wolverine was ahead of that. And Wolverine has always been one of my favorite characters. I guess because he was one of those characters that let blind rage really control him. Uh, and he's been tormented from his past. And, you know, what's better than a, a dude with knives for hands that can't die? He sounded like Freddy Krueger a little bit. <laughs> but, fellas, I want to go around the room real quick. And uh, just give your sentiments on this uh, Wolverine versus Blade. I know they got the, the Blade live action movie that's coming out soon. Uh, so real quick, LP, are you excited about this Wolverine versus Blade thing? And I want you to give a little talk about Blade, man. Uh, yeah, I, I, the, they had a team at one time or a fight one time before, and I missed it. So I'm definitely going to try to catch up, uh, catch this one. Uh, probably on, probably an online comment. Um. But yeah, I mean, Blade definitely is a, you know, Blade deserve all his flowers. Uh, Blade, Blade and Wesley Snipes. Let me just not say Blade because without Wesley Snipes, you know, we would have had somebody else, and you know, that was part of the the thing. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of people they didn't know that if it wasn't for Blade, we probably wouldn't have some of the stuff we got now. Um, I've been reading Marvel comics since like the '90s, so I remember when they was going through a lot of this stuff. Um, I've always been a I've always been an X Man, so you know the the Avengers are they all right, but uh, 
X Men, X Men are black folks. <laughs> I don't know if y'all know that. <laughs> the way, the so way that I look at folks. Yeah, if you if you take if you take stinking muty and replace it with the N word, they us. <laughs> They got they got the same powers that they got power just like the Avengers and them got, but they get treated differently because of who they are, you know, because of the, you know because of their race or however you want to uh, categorize it. So yeah, I've always been big on before Avengers, but yeah, I'm I'm, de- I'm definitely excited about uh I'm excited about the new live action. I don't know when it's gonna happen because with this strike, fellas, we might not be seeing a lot of stuff <laughs> for a while. And to these people decide to do something. You, you are Air very racist. Huh? I'm appalled. You guys are racist. <laughs> Why, Chef? <laughs> no. You said the you said X-Men is black people. That's rude. Well, you know, and, and what oh. LP is saying has some premise in it because I know I I can dig it, but it's just it, you know, if you're not one of the black people, you know. You listen to that like this. These people are racist. They don't like white people. You know. Oh, well, yeah. Let me let me let me, let me clarify. <laughs> they, they better they better start they better start watching. Go back and watch the nineties X Men cartoon. That's all you gotta do. <laughs> Go back. Look at look at uh, Malcolm X and Martin Luther King, and then look at Magneto and Professor Xavier. So yeah, you'll see. You know, even Stan Lee said it was based. A lot of it was based on the civil rights movement and all this other kind of stuff. So uh, I'm always had that connection. So, so, that, so Malcolm that, X is uh Cyclops. No, Malcolm X is Martin Luther King. He's based on like a uh, Martin Luther King. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I mean, not Martin Luther King. You know, Malcolm X. You know, Malcolm X. You know, the only person that wore the X across his face and his chest was Cyclops. I'm just saying. Could that be Michael Mix? Oh man, oh man, oh man, oh man. Uh oh, what happened? I think, I think, I think we're getting bugged right now, you know, because he said the X Men are black people. So we're in trouble. So he kicked off and LP. Well, anyway, let's keep it going uh, until we get yeah, Brian. Y'all, y'all, y'all the ones that had that. Uh, <laughs> well, I think I think we're in trouble because we talked about Trump. Now we're in trouble for talking about X Men being black people. Uh, <laughs> I'm still here, fellas. Can y'all hear me? Yeah, yeah. I can hear you. All right, cool. Uh, yeah, my camera went out, but it's all good, man. Uh, but yeah. You know, there was some talk about and I and uh LP, I'm going back to the uh the X-Men thing that you was talking about, man, there was some political undertones in the X-Men comic book. And, uh, you know, a lot of the people who researched it do know that uh, Professor Xavier and uh, Magneto were kind of loosely based off Malcolm X and, and Martin Luther King um, in a lot of ways. So, yeah, you got a point on that. Mr. Everything, man, uh, in this comic book, Blade versus Wolverine, who you got and why? Oh man! Uh, truthfully, I I don't see either one of them losing. Um, they're both strong, iconic characters. You know, Wolverine he was, X-Men, but not an X Men. Uh, he kind of just stood on his stood out on his own. Even when he was with the X Men, he stood out on his own. Uh, and Blade has always been a loner, no matter where he's at, what he's doing. Uh, 
practicing some type of entity trying to turn these two uh, icons against each other and it just doesn't work out. You know, the, uh, uh, what's the old saying? The enemy of my enemy is my friend type thing. Uh, and that's pretty much what's going to happen with the Blade and Wolverine. They're going to be enemies, but they're going to realize like, we just need to work together to get rid of this this guy over here. And you know, once we're done, I still hate you, and I'll kill you later. Type of thing because they both they both had that mentality. It's like, yeah, you know, I'll 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 be on your side right now. But just remember, I'm gonna kill you when we're done. Um, so I can see a really long series going into this, uh, and I can see this comic book kind of. Giving us a prelude of how the Marvel series is going to come in terms of bringing in Blade for the, uh, you know, some of these phases that's going on and introducing the X-Men and how all that's going to work. So that's pretty much how I see it in terms of that. Yeah, man, I can, I can definitely agree with you, man. Um, I'm excited to see where this goes and hopefully they bring that to a live action thing. Uh, Blade versus Wolverine. I would love to see it. I, you know, to be honest with you, I can't go against Wolverine, but hey, man, Blade is that dude, bro. Blade got weapons. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He'll he'll throw a garlic bomb at his nose and just mess them all up. He can't smell nothing. So <laughs> I'm excited to, to see uh, where that goes, man. Like I said, Blade was the the savior of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, man. So I'm excited for this new Blade movie that's supposed to be coming out. Very soon, fellas. Very soon. Uh, real quick, I know I gotta let some of you guys go, uh, but let's do some SummerSlam present uh, SummerSlam predictions real quick. Uh, we have the undisputed WWE Universal Championship, Roman Reigns versus Jay Uso. I want to go around the room real quick and get your predictions, Mister Everything. Your tribal chief Roman Reigns or Jay Uso in this tribal combat rules match? Who you got? Man, I really wanted to be Jay so bad. I do. But I gotta give it to Roman. I I have to give it to Roman on this situation. Um it, it's it's not big enough. It, the 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 story, the the finishing uh the, the ending is not big enough. Uh, so I got to give it to Roman Reigns. Yeah, man. Uh, it's going to be very interesting. Let me go to your boy LPZ. LP, Roman Reigns or Jay Uso? Who you got? Come on, man. You know damn well Jay is not about to be no, no damn Roman. <laughs> Under no kind of circumstance. Is Jay gonna be Roman? If I had if I had my way, I would have JB Roman and then Damian Pre-Show out of nowhere and, and use the money in the bank. Just for it to be something different, something shocking. Like to me, Roman is stale. To this whole bloodline thing now, to me, Sammy's out of it. They done flipped on it. To me, it's done got kind of stale. So they need something shocking. Uh I, I don't know. I, 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 Jay gonna definitely lose, but why, what is he gonna accomplish? Like this storyline needs to end. Some kind of it needs to end ASAP. Yeah, man. Well, I don't know if it, it, I think if they can add other layers on that's interesting, then it may be good. But you got they got a point. I don't see 
it don't feel like it's ending. You know what I'm saying? It, it should feel like it, but it don't feel like it's going to end at SummerSlam. Uh, Chef Showtime, the Tribal Chief Roman Reigns versus Jay Uso. Who you got your money on? <sighs> I don't be the oddball out. I'm going to say Jay. You going Jay Uso? Because I already we already know who's going to win, but I'm just going to say Jay. Oh, man. Who's <laughs> got the juice, huh? Nah, it's, you know what I mean? Because I look at it. This this story should end, but I've been I've been watching like little documentaries. You know what I mean it would be a good shocking event. Like if Jay do win, then his brother challenge him for the belt because that's a dream match they want. Mm. That would be interesting, uh, but I don't know if I'm interested to see Jimmy versus Jay. You know what I'm saying? Jimmy will have, Jimmy will have to go complete heel. In order for me to go Jimmy versus Jay. Now, to be honest with you, I don't want to see brother versus brother. You know, cousins, it's cool. But, you nah, know, I, now, in the interview they had, he was like, that would be a dream match for them. He like, he was like, yeah, I fight my brother, didn't have his life with a dad or one of their cousins, be a referee watching. I mean, he's like the, the old family in the house wrestling match. That's what he wants. That's what they was talking about. I, I can see that built up over a year. Yeah. Or two, but I can't see that like right now. You know what I'm saying? So uh, hopefully they do something interesting like that. But I, I definitely think if I had to put my money on it, Roman Reigns is definitely going to keep his belt at SummerSlam. I just see him taking out Jay some kind of way, man. And, you know, I was just watching, you know, the, the WrestleMania thing and and when uh, Solo was introduced. Not, mm-hmm. not WrestleMania, but the match with Solo was introduced. And uh, I'm pretty sure something like that is going to happen again, man. I definitely see that uh, another character coming into the fold of the bloodline, and maybe it might be two factions of bloodline. We don't know, but we'll see. You know what? With the excitement to this um, smash at SummerSlam is the announcement of the tribal combat. It was, it was just like well, we're going to do tribal combat, and it was like okay, it was no, it was nothing impactful with it like you know what i'm saying like they didn't really deliver it the way it should have been delivered it was more like lackluster you know this is what we're going to do and that's just it yeah yeah i feel that way too i feel like if they're gonna do this then just like i said last time the elders need to be there they need to have they need to change the way the ring look they need to really give it a samoan feel because other than that it's just a no disqualification match that's all it is mm-hmm, the street fight yeah, yeah, that's it. Even when they, they I, even when they first announced, I'm like, oh, come on, man, this is the same mess y'all always do. So do they you know, need. To- you know to make that match better. Umaga's son come out and give fucking uh, Solo the Samoan spike. <laughs> that that would be shocking. That would be. And they have no ropes. Do no like ro- cool. <laughs> a little sand pit. Mm-hmm. Those defenses listening now. That's that, black, that's that black folks alarm. That's that, <laughs> that's that black people alarm. No, we shouldn't have brought up Trump. They listen to our conversation now. We're going to jail. I don't watch. <laughs> I just, I just, I just watched they watch, they clone Tyrone last night too. So I'm already them. I'm already tapping our phones, fellas. <laughs> hey, if y'all ain't seen that movie. Go watch that damn movie. Oh, we clone Tyrone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
that movie, that movie. Go down the rabbit hole real quick. Go down the rabbit hole. Hey, we go down that rabbit hole. We ain't gonna be a defensive show. Um, don't we might have. All right, how about this? How about this? Uh, next show, LP. We're gonna let you do a tough talk on Day Kong Tyro. <laughs> we gonna lose. We gonna lose sponsors. We gonna lose everybody. Sponsors. <laughs> hey, I'm with it. We can always get some more. They gonna bad. ban us. They gonna ban us for that one. Oh <laughs> man, I, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> but fellas, man, uh, I think that's gonna be uh, kind of cool. Let's go. Uh, let's keep going down the road, man. We got a uh, world heavyweight championship. Seth freaking Rollins. <laughs> Versus your boy, Finn Balor. Chef, who you got? Chef is going for Seth. Chef is going for Seth. You know, I, I can't I can't be mad at the Seth Rollins uh, plug right there. Um, I love Seth Rollins, man. And I can definitely see him beating Finn Balor. He's already done it a couple of times before. LPZ, who you got? Seth Rollins or Finn Balor? I got Seth Rollins with Damian Priest cashing in on him. Mm. Yeah, I'm with Seth you on Rollins. that. Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins is hurt. He's been hurt for a while. He's not gonna be able to keep on doing this what he's doing. Like I've I've seen I've seen a couple of things that he's wrestling the injured. So you so, thinking he gonna spin Balor gonna win and Damian gonna cash in on him? Yeah, I mean imagine imagine that. That's that'd be a good match. That that that'll yeah. make that match beautiful. Because if Seth if Seth is hurt and he got to leave, they got to start. They got to do something. I think I think that uh, to me that's better than than what we got. Well, that that'll break up Judgment Day too. That'd be nice. I mean, they got they got to do something because Raw Raw don't have a lot going on right now. I mean, what the, what does Raw got going on? Nothing, because Kevin Owens is hurt too. Yep. Yeah. Kevin Owens is hurt. Liv Morgan is hurt right now. Uh, they're doing the storyline. Raquel Rodriguez is hurt right now. Um, you know, the crazy part is Raw can really be a great show, and for some reason, it's it's been they've been had some really good matches. Like for instance, let me go to Raw real quick. They just had two banger of matches, man. Uh, Gunther versus Chad Gable. Which was a match that I didn't know I needed to see. Yes. But that match was absolutely amazing. It was a great match. Uh, Chad Gable said, I can go five minutes with Gunther. Gunther was like, you can't last five minutes with me. Chad Gable proved him wrong and lasted five minutes. Gunther was like, nah, screw that. We got to restart the clock. We started. He restarted the match. Um, and then they just put on the classic, man. And that was actually a really, really good match, man. Whenever they put Chad Gable with some, I think Chad Gable is like that benchmark. I think Chad Gable is like William Regal back in WCW. You know what I'm saying? He was like a real technical wrestler, really good, really good at grappling. Um, and if you wanted to test how good you were, you had to go against uh, William Regal at the time. So, you know, Chad Gable is, is – Quickly becoming known as that that guy to go to if you want a really good match to test your skills with. And I think Guther versus Chad Gable was a great match, man. Did you guys check that out? Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah, Mr. Everything, what did you like about that match? Uh, I like the fact that they let Chad Gable loose. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, then he really got busy. He went in there, he showed his, uh, more than his amateur wrestling background, but more so of, like, he can stand toe-to-toe with anybody, really. Um, he didn't really do any type of goofiness and, you know, all the shush and thank yous and all that. Like, he went in there and said, you know, no, I can stand with anybody. You know, you, you say five minutes, I say 30. And he went out there and he showed a good, almost a good 30 minute of a match. If you really think about it, you know, they could probably put on like, well, 15 minutes, five minute little timer thing. They mm-hmm. went another minute. So, you know, Chad Gable is one of those guys that people kind of um, sleep with because of his goofy character. But then when you see him in the ring with somebody like a Gunther or uh, Xavier Woods and he can in and really show how he can really get busy. They're like, oh, I didn't realize he can actually wrestle. He's so bad one time. Yeah, man. Uh, I, you know, Chad Gable is quickly becoming one of my favorites, man. Um, you know, he went from Chad Gable to the tag team champion to, you know, Shorty G <laughs> back to Chad Gable. And now he's uh, doing this Alpha Academy thing, and Alpha Academy is over. I hate to say it, but they're over as as babyface. Adding Maxine Dupree to the group was what they needed. You know what I'm saying? To be honest with you, that's what they really needed. Um, and so, Gunther Man just is just on a different level. Ludwig uh, Kaiser had a match against Matt Riddle, where kind of Gunther kind of told him, "Hey, you need to get in there, and handle your business, or you're gonna get handled." You know what I'm saying? And uh, Ludwig went in there and had a great match with uh, Matt Riddle. So if you haven't checked out uh, Monday Right Night. Raw, go check out those two matches uh, specifically, man. Um, but going back to SummerSlam, we got Gunther versus Drew McIntyre. Fellas, this is going to be uh, a great match. It's going to be a sleeper. I think it's going to kind of be like uh, Sheamus versus Gunther uh, back in Clash at the Castle. Uh, that's, excuse me, not, was that Clash at the Castle with uh, Gunther and Sheamus? No. No, that wasn't Clash at the Castle. That was Drew. That was Drew. That was out of there was a there was a Saudi Arabia. Okay. Anyway, uh, Gunther and Drew McIntyre, man, I know they're gonna put on an absolute classic. LP, who you got your money on, man? You got Gunther or you got Drew McIntyre? Uh, I mean, you know, I'm gonna go for my boy Gunther, but I actually think Drew gonna get it because I think that was part of Drew's renegotiating his contract. I think he's about to get it because I think Gunther is about to go for the main belt. Gunther needs to go for the main belt. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. I think I think they don't I don't think they really have much of a choice. He's proven himself with his belt. What else does he need to do? He don't beat everybody. He didn't prove himself. You know what? I wouldn't be mad at that. And to be honest with you, if Seth Rollins is having some issues, man, and uh, you know, a good replacement for Seth Rollins on Monday Night Raw would be either Gunther, Cody, or Damian Priest, for sure. Um, I mean, you still got Drew McIntyre. I mean, you got people, you know, you got, it's a lot of people on Raw, bro. It's a lot of people on Raw. So the question is, who's good enough to carry the show? Is Gunther good enough to carry the Raw brand? I'm going to go around with that, man. Uh Chef, first of all, Gunther versus Drew McIntyre, who you got? And do you think Gunther is strong enough to carry the raw brand? Uh, you know, I don't like Gunther, you know. I'm going for Drew 
Drew's going to beat that boy badly because what's going to happen, Imperial going to break up. I seen in the last show. And Guter cannot carry this company. He's like a Brock Lesnar. He sucks. He's like a Brian. He's like a Brian Strowman. Oh, you want to be disrespectful now. I wasn't trying to be disrespectful. You know what I mean? Man. I, I, I think we're the right right. Anybody can carry the show. I'm going to get Braun on the show and let's see, see how much LP. Yeah, be. I want to see LP say something then. Yeah. Brian, what are you talking about? Back down? <laughs> We can do a face. We can do a face to face. Yeah, do that. Uh huh. It'll be more. it be more like a face to belly button. Cabral uh, like. Oh, I get one of the LP chops across his chest. Yeah. Oh, oh no. no. Oh man, but listen. I, I think that Gunther, to be honest with you, a great replacement for Seth Rollins would be Gunther for the belt. I mean, Gunther would be absolutely dominant, but to be honest with you, uh, Judgment Day is just all over the place running things right now. Uh, Mr. Everything, Gunther versus Drew, who you got? Uh, I'm going to have to say Gunther because he has Imperials behind behind him. If he did decide to go for the world title, he would have to have Imperium with him. Uh, and it's just a jump back to Finn Balor and Seth Rollins. I got Damian Priest cashing in on both of them during the match. Mm-hmm. Comp- Seth Rollins did it with uh, Lesnar and uh, Roman Reigns. Yep. That's, big, that's one of the things that Seth Rollins always talks about is the greatest passion. And it would make a very big impact if Damian Priest was to cash in during the match while they're down and win and walk away with it. Um and that would make a good story in terms of Finn Balor and uh, Damian Priest or Damian Priest and Gunther if Gunther was to lose the belt to uh, Drew McIntyre. Uh, you just made a great point. Because if they play in that role that Seth Rollins is hurt, and if he's really not hurt and Damian Priest do come in inside of cash in and get curved stumped and get pinned and Seth keep the belt, that's going to cause a lot of friction between Judgment Day. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. I think they're gonna, I think they're gonna, they're gonna try to do that regardless. But to be honest, they should. I mean, let's be honest. Let's we are, we have looked at Judgment Day from the beginning when we all thought it was a bad idea to now, and Judgment Day has made every single member a better wrestler. Every single member of them. So, uh, does all of them still remain as good as they are without Judgment Day? I don't think so. I don't think so. That can they still suck. Damian Priest was by himself for a while. He was okay, but he ain't. He won't. They would have never gave him that money in the bank when he was by himself. Finn Balor, Finn Balor ain't never been this dominant. Never. Uh, Dom, the most hated heel in history. He never would have got that heat if he still would have been with Ray. And even Rhea, Judgment Day has pushed Rhea beyond her scope. So I, I think breaking him up. Or having some kind of civil war. We already got civil war with Bloodline. I don't think Imperial need to break up or uh, Judgment Day, but they definitely don't need to break up Judgment Day because they definitely are. It's either going to be Damian Priest or it's going to be Finn Balor. It's going to happen this weekend because, I mean, Damian Priest might try to cash in and may, may mess around and uh and lose and, and Seth lose and uh, your boy walk out with the belt. Seth losing the belt regardless. I don't care who is who winning it. Seth is going to lose the belt regardless. 
That's going to be tough, fellas. It's going to be interesting to see. Uh, let's talk about one of the, the fights that uh, we we did. We're not excited about it, but I'm I'm interested to see which way it goes. We got Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar. Let's go around the room real quick, Mister Everything. Who you got your money on? Cody versus Brock, Mister Everything. <laughs> whoever whoever survives <laughs> I mean, I, look I respect both men but it's 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 nothing to it man it's, it's nothing no fire behind it you know Cody's been getting his ass well every time he says something about Brock Lesnar you know unless he come in and start swinging for the fences which uh, you, you're the the problem with the Cody versus Brock match is right now is being outshined by Shayna and Ronda. Mm. All honestly, being outshined by Shayna and Ronda because you got these two men who are talking about having a fight. Cody, Cody's not, and Cody's never been in those those type of uh, environments. Brock has, but Cody hasn't. Ronda and Shayna has. And they're talking about having a fight. Now, the bigger issue with that, and we're going to go back to Brock and Cody just really quick. The bigger issue with Shayna and Ronda is how do you expect them to have a wrestling match after this? Mm. Uh, MMA rules type fight on live TV. How do you expect them to have a professional wrestling match? Um, to answer that question, I don't think they will. I think that for, for me, this is the perfect scenario for Ronda Rousey to kind of transition and, and ride off into the sun for her to have a match of this caliber with Shayna Baszler. And if it delivers, if it delivers, I think that they will raise the bar for women's wrestling in WWE. Um, they have the opportunity to do it. Uh, if they're going to make it UFC style, I don't want to see no WWE type stuff. I want if you're gonna make a UFC style, I want to see kicks and punches. Yeah, slams. I want them to go in. Now you here's the if Ronda or Shayna punch each other in the face, like legit, punch each other in the face, and they withstand that, there's no way you can take a chop from Charlotte Flair and and sell it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like you you, you put yourself. And you put these women in a corner to where it's like, all right, we want you to go out there and work a, a MMA UFC style fight, but keep it wrestling. Keep it to where it's believable to where you have a wrestling match after that. And that's going to be difficulty because these women cannot do that right now. Because true story, because if I see that fight and it's hard hitting, then they get a match against Liv Morgan and she chop them, they making funny faces. I'm gonna stop watching wrestling. That's, <laughs> that's that's the situation Cody and Brock is in right now. If you don't go in there and fight, because it's what y'all been talking about for the longest, it's supposed to be a, a fight last time because that's what Brock said. You, I want to fight you, and they did. Now you have a situation where you can actually have a fight, but you're not talking about it. You're not talking about a fight aspect. You're just saying, oh, you didn't, you left me breathing. Da, 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 da. Well, if Brock don't go in there and bust you open like he did Randy Orton, then something's wrong. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because uh, if Cody wins that match and he don't get a title shot, 
I'm gonna stop watching wrestling. I think the bigger question for me is where do you put these two matches on the card? Cody versus Brock and Shayna and Ronda Rousey. They have to be high up on the card because anything else following that, especially if it delivers and it's what it's supposed to be, Cody and Brock, I want that to be brutal. Ronda and Shayna, I want that to be brutal. Where do you place these matches on the card? Because anything, <laughs> anything after that, I mean the, the last the last match of course should be uh Roman versus Jay. That's going that I mean you have a I don't see any other, uh, any other matches that's touching that because that has a storyline behind it. But with what kind of as a as a promote like where do you place these two matches? I have right? a feeling Shayna and and uh Ronda's gonna be like the first match. It'll be the first or second match. Well that's the issue. The WWE Yeah, you wanna if you wanna stop this thing, you know, the WWE has what a triple main event. Some yeah. has a triple main Rounder. event. You know, it's, it's Brock and Cody, and then it's the women's match. No, it's it's um something and Dallas, uh, and then it's Jane and Roman. Why well, then you have you have uh, Drew and Gunther Gunther? That's a, that's gonna be yeah. a good match. Why is Cody and Brock a main event? It, it doesn't make any sense. You got all the titles on the belt on the show. Except for uh, Rias, why? Why? And in uh, Austin Theory, those are the only two titles that's on the show. And why are those? Why are those titles not on the damn show? That's the question. That's the bigger question. Why? Why is why Monday Night not fighting Austin Theory and SummerSlam? Yo, let me let me. I know we about to get off because I got to get ready to get off. But I said this before, and I'm gonna say it again: the WWE will sabotage any wrestler who gets over on his own. If you, I made this post the other day, and you guys, I'm gonna ask all y'all that. Right now, currently, who has the biggest pop in WWE? Is it Roman? Is it Jey Uso? Or is it LA Knight or Cody? Out of those four, who who who's the biggest pop? The biggest people that crowd get excited for right now? LA Knight. Yeah. Well, I think the point that. I I I have I challenge you on that question though. Who are they coming there to see? LA Knight. What? Nah, they're not coming to watch LA Knight wrestle, bro. They come they coming to see Roman. And I love and I love LA Knight, to be honest with you. I love LA Knight, but I'm not turning in on on Friday to see LA Knight. I love LA Knight. You're not coming in to see Roman because half the time he's not there. True. Very true. So that's, a, <laughs> you know, that's another that's a, that's another thing we don't talk about. Like my my daughter, you know how you know how girls are. She's like, ooh, Roman is so fine. She was like, she was like, Dad, she was like, Dad, you're gonna take me to wrestle one day and see Roman. I said, Hell, I don't know when Roman's gonna be there, so why the hell am I buy a ticket? That's just like <laughs> how these basketball players these, these basketball players don't even play all the time now. So if you wanna go, they might be doing low management. So you paid money to go see LeBron James, he might be taking a night off. So some of these superstars like Roman, you can't sit here and say, "Oh, I'm going to go see, I'm going to go see Roman," because then Roman has, might not even be there. Roman is a horrible champion. It's time for y'all to admit it. Oh man, I'm not going to admit the champion, Chief. It's hard for an enemy standpoint, man. Because to be honest with you, for the last three years, Roman has has been the top box office draw. In WWE history, 
You know what I'm saying? So uh, whether he's on the show or not, you still his presence is still there, even with the the bloodline and and Jay Uso and Jimmy or whoever comes on TV. The, the Roman Reigns' presence is still there. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, hey. Well, my my client my my client got here, so I'm, so I'm about to get off. But I'm gonna say this before I get off: Roman is the worst, most overhyped champion in the history of WWE. He don't care about the fans. The man don't show up for the fans. He his wrestling style is the damn thing. This man gets pay per view without pay per view without even hardly wrestling. He is worse than Brock Lesnar when Brock Lesnar was part time. He is worse than Brock. I'd rather have Brock Lesnar. With the belt, then Roman bitch ass reigns. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, LP man. Tough words from the great LP man. Um, you know what? I look at it like this that's good business. If you can stay on top as champion for three years and you barely have to wrestle. But your presence is still there, and you still are top box office to draw. No matter if you're if there or not, your your company is still making money off of you and your name. I think that's good business. Everybody wants a business that they can put on autopilot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Show up when they want to, and and still make big money. Everybody wants to live like Roman Reigns is living at his job right. You know what I'm saying? Mr. Everything, if you can go into your job right now and do one training session a week and make your entire yearly income in one day, would you do it or would you show there every day? What do you think I'm trying? What do you think I'm doing now? I told some guy one day, he told me Michael Jordan's old trainer. Cost what is it thirty five thousand dollars an hour? <laughs> I want that life. I'm working hard to get trying to get that life. I'm contacting companies, organizations, <laughs> uh, houses, uh, saying I'm contacting everybody. Look, look, hey man, you can go to war. I mean, let me get you guys in shape. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Man, if you was getting thirty to fifty thousand dollars per match, man, you know what I'm saying? It'll, it'll change it'll change your whole your whole dynamic. Listen, and then, and then the biggest thing that we gotta take away from it is what Roman Reigns is doing, you can't deny. L and LP just showed it. He is pissing you off to where you're saying, you know what? I can't stand him. I hope he loses the title. And it's causing you to watch every single week, whether you know he's going to be up there or not. And it's always like a surprise. Like, oh, well, Roman showed up for work today. Okay, let's see what's going to happen. <laughs> but he's doing exactly what he needs to do to make you go in there and say, you know what, I want to go up here and see if he's going to show up. He's going to get his ass kicked. I know he's not. I know he's going to cheat some kind of way. But you know what? I'm going to watch anyway. And I'm going to complain about it. I'm going to say, you know what? I can't stand him. I ain't going to watch him no more. Click. So, you know, they're doing exactly what they need to do. And that's and that's the beauty of professional wrestling is drawing the emotion from the fans in the most smallest ways. 
as a heel, you can get them to look at uh Dominic. He get ready to get on the mic and they boo the hell out of him. Simple as that. Let me talk to you. And they go bananas. He didn't say nothing. Cody Rose, what do you want to talk about? Now, can we talk about the, about the fact that's the same damn thing? Let me talk to you. What do you want to talk about? It's the same damn thing. But it's over as hell. It's over. And it's, it's working. So, yeah, that's my, my quick um, uh, what's the word? Uh, rant against LP's rant. <laughs> Oh man, it, like I said, man, I think that I'm not mad at what Roman is doing because, like I said, I'm 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 tuning into wrestling more than I ever have, you know what I'm saying? And, and it's much, mostly because of the bloodline, but it's an exciting time in wrestling right now. So you know, it's it's kind of hard to be on top, especially when you got this level of talent. You know what I'm saying? Now the difference between the WWE of now and the WWE of old is you have larger than life characters and storylines and storytelling that was really good. Uh, but the talent level wasn't that great. You know what I'm saying? Now you have all of these talented cats that are just sitting there with nothing to do and they're waiting for a character and storyline. Or they already have a character and they're waiting for a storyline. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So that's the challenge now because yeah, some of these people are ultra-talented, man. Like, one of the matches we got on the card, we got Ricochet versus Logan Paul, which I keep saying, it's, they keep saying it's going to be viral, but it's going to be a great match. It's going to be some highlights in that match. It's going to be some, oh, my God, did you see that type stuff in that match? And I can definitely see Ricochet leading this and also selling like hell for Logan Paul to make him look good. You know what I'm saying? So I think that this match is going to be good. Uh, real quick, Ricochet versus Logan Paul, Mr. Everything, who you got? I got to give it to Ricochet because um, he needs a win. Logan Paul really doesn't need a win. Uh, it's going to be a very hard match for Logan Paul, though. And I say that because he's wrestled Roman Reigns, who wrestles kind of slowly. You know, he's not, not slow, but, you know, he's not going to do a bunch no. of yeah. uh, mm -hmm. who can do a bunch of movement, but he keeps it pretty basic and he turns it up just a little bit. Ricochet is full-blown balls to the wall. You know, it's why he's called Ricochet. He just bounces all over the place. Um, mm -hmm. So Logan Paul is going to really have to step it up because you don't want to slow Ricochet down to, you know, accommodate Logan Paul and it's because it's going to show. It's going to show right. that Ricochet had to slow down. I mean, look at the, the spot they did at uh, Money in the Bank. When they went to go do the Spanish fly and it didn't work and his, their footing got off because Logan Paul just wasn't in position. He and, right. and Ricochet had to adjust himself to make sure that man did not get hurt. And it showed. So um, I got to give it to Ricochet. Ricochet needs to win. Yeah, Ricochet needs to win this. Um, he needs to win this for the wrestling fans. And I think that's what this is. It's like wrestling versus... Uh, the outsiders, you know what I'm saying, and that's exactly what this match is. I'm pulling for Ricochet. I think Logan Paul is going to pull out some great moves during this, uh, during this fight, man. But I hope, really, I hope Ricochet takes this because Ricochet needs this win. 
Uh, we also got Oscar versus Charlotte versus Bianca on this uh, this card. I got my money on Charlotte Flair. I don't. You don't even need to ask me what I got my money on. I missed everything. We got your money on Oscar versus Charlotte versus Bianca Belair. Uh, I got my money on Oscar, and then um, I have Bianca and Charlotte Flair becoming the new women's tag team champions. Uh, I think we're forgetting about somebody. You got EO Sky, who's just waiting in the wings, man. And I think that EO was going to cash it in during this match uh, not, on whoever ends up winning this thing. Not big enough. It's, it, and it's too many people for her to get involved in it. And these, not big enough. This is the biggest venue that, I mean, this is the biggest page that she's going to have in SummerSlam this year. You know what I'm saying? I think if she was gonna catch it in at any time, this is probably the best time to go ahead and do that. She 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 should have a WrestleMania moment like Oscar did, mm. and it needs to be Oscar and Eo Sky. Yeah, I want to see Oscar versus Eo Sky. I think that they can really put on a hell of a match, man, together. But uh, for this match, I got my money on Charlotte Flair, but I know that Eo Sky is definitely going to cash it in during this match. Uh, and the last match on the card, man, we got to talk about it real quick, the SummerSlam Battle Royal. Uh, I was trying to see who was actually in this match. I know that Sheamus and L.A. Knight are both in this match. I don't see anybody pulling this off but L.A. Knight, and I really hope that this is L.A. Knight's moment and he wins this Battle Royal. I'm not sure what the Battle Royal entails, if that entails a, a, a title shot whatever the case may be, but L.A. Knight needs this win, and I think that this SummerSlam could be his breakout moment um, if he does win this Battle Royal, and then we see some interesting back and forth uh, with L.A. Knight versus whoever. You know what I'm saying? But uh, L.A. Knight is on SmackDown, so I'm not sure if, if he does win this, will it be L.A. Knight versus Roman Reigns? I'm not sure if the fans even want to see that quite yet. Um, but yeah, for this battle royal, I got my money on LA Knight, and I know we just talked about who we wanted to see. Do you see LA Knight pulling out the win on this, or do you see Sheamus or another superstar possibly winning this battle royal? I'm gonna say Bray Wyatt. <laughs> just to throw something, just to throw something on the orthodox. I'm gonna say Bray Wyatt. LA Knight really doesn't need this battle royal win because he has the uh, the title match with um, Austin Theory coming up. No, no, he doesn't. Oh, he does. That's uh, that's um, um, uh, Santos Escobar who has that match. Yeah. Right. Um. Well, damn. L.A. Knight. It's, it's he nothing, didn't win, bro. It's nothing behind it, though. You know, it's it's not. It's no guarantee of anything. So it'll just be like a pacifier here. Here you go. You got to win, type thing. And. We don't need that with LA Knight. Let him have a real definite win in a wrestling match, in a, in a title situation. Don't don't just pacify us and say, okay, he we let him win a little battle royal because it's like it's like giving him the Andre the Giant battle royal. You you win it and then that and it disappears. Right. Uh, I don't think the Andre the Giant battle royal does anything for anybody's career. Uh, I know they gave it a accolade for um, for your boy Baron Corbin and also Mad Cap Moss. But I haven't even seen Mary Kev Moss even even wrestle lately. No. You know what I'm saying? And if he has been wrestling, he's been losing on a serious losing streak. He needs some revitalization to his career also, man. So um, 
I mean, I I think if you're gonna give LA Mike LA Knight a defining moment, let it let him win the, the SummerSlam Battle Royal so that he can continue with that momentum that he has right now and uh possibly give him some real challenges on SmackDown, man. That's gonna be interesting. Uh the last couple of weeks he's been beating up hit row for some strange reason. Uh, <laughs> he beat both of the members and just made hit row look and so uh, I want to see more from LA Knight. I hope he do win that SummerSlam Battle Royal, man, because, you know, I think the fans are craving for LA Knight to do something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Mr. Everything, thank you for joining me, my friend. We got some big news coming up. Uh, we got an interview slated for next week, man. I want you to tell the fans a little bit about our surprise that we got coming up. Oh, you talking about breaking news? Breaking news. Yeah. Breaking news. We've got breaking news. We breaking got a coming up next week. Do we have a graphic? Do we have a graphic? I think we have a graphic. Not quite. I don't. I don't not yet. But yeah, I, I thought about. It. I ain't had time. I ain't had time. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Savannah star and color commentator Caprice Coleman coming on the show next week. It's going to be amazing time. It's going to be able to talk about this man's career um, inside and outside the ring. You know, he's also a pastor, um, strong man in the cloth, um, really good brother. I met him really early in my career. I had an opportunity to sit down and talk to him, run a training session with him. And just make a connection with him and, and being close friends with him for a very long time. Was able to come to his house and cut his hair and cut his son's hair and give him advice on how to cut hair himself. And, you know, it's going to be an amazing time for us. So please, please, ladies and gentlemen, tune in next week as we interview the one and only, the ageless one. This man don't age. He's like a raw truth. Caprice Cole. Oh, man. So we are looking forward to that interview, man. Uh, former Ring of Honor competitor, former NWA competitor. He was also trained by Matt and Jeff Hardy, uh, the Hardy Boys, man. So uh, we excited to have Caprice Coleman on the show next week to tell your mom and them that the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast got another interview coming up for you. You know what I'm saying? And that's going to be good. We got one more, one more breaking news. Following that week, the 16th, just confirmed, we got Mr. Number One, George South. Ladies and gentlemen, for watching, please look this man up. He has an, an accolade career that is, is compared to no one. Like, no one can compare to the career this man's had. Uh, he has not had the, the flowers give it to him that he so deserves. He's had strong feuds with Ric Flair, Wahoo McDaniels, the, the Andersons, everybody that's anybody that's been top guys in WWE. He was that guy to go out there and he he made him look good. I don't think a lot of these superstars that we have grown to uh, admire would not be where they are if it wasn't for Mr. Number One, George South. So August 16th, Wednesday at 6 o'clock, 6.05, whatever time we decide to start. <laughs> you know we on CP time. <laughs> George South, and we're working on some more. So, in fact, Best Damn Nation, 
drop some names in in the in the in the, the foot Facebook uh, page. Let us know who you'd like to see us interview. If I can get in contact with him, if we can bring him on the show, that's going to work out for But what I'm going to see, who would you like to get to know a little bit better on the best damn wrestling podcast? Man, give him a rundown real quick of who we have interviewed so far. Okay, we've had Gunner from WWE, who used to be Jackson Riker in TNA. We've had uh, Rhett Titus, who was part of Ring of Honor. We've had Kerry Morton, the NWA Junior Heavyweight Champion. We've had Ricky Morton, Mr. Rock and Roll Express himself. We've had uh, EC3. We've had um, goodness, uh, Ron Simmons. We've had R-Truth. And now we're going to have Caprice Coleman, and we're going to have Miss No George South. And I feel like I'm missing somebody. This is uh, Gangrel. Gangrel, yes. Gangrel. We've had Gangrel on the show. So it's, it's going to be an amazing time. Like I said, like, ladies and gentlemen, draw some names. Let us know who you want to see. And we'll try to get some people. We're going to get some women up here. That's when the West World. Yeah, we need some women up here. I know the, the women fans are craving for uh, some some female wrestlers, man. So we, we got, we working on it. We working on it. We got, we got y'all. So we got y'all. Uh, what's that? <laughs> Say that again. Say that again. I'm trying to do it without getting in trouble. Hey, hey, there you go. There you go. That's the one right there. That's the one, not the two. <laughs> oh man! So, best damn nation, man. Please stay tuned for what we got going on and uh, support your boys, man. At the bottom of uh, the screen, man, you can see all of our social medias, man. You can check us out. On Instagram at the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast, you can check us out on our Facebook group, the Best Damn Wrestling Nation. You can check us out on our Facebook page where we post all of our content and all of our stuff at the BD Wrestling Podcast. You can join us on Twitter or X, as it is now called, at Best Damn Crew. You can follow us on Twitch at the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast, and you can follow our TikTok at Best Damn Wrestling podcast and if you want to support the show the only thing that you have to do is go to our patreon www.patreon.com backslash the best damn wrestling podcast for as low as five dollars you can join us we got all kind of behind the scenes footage we got shirts we got hoodies we got cups we got mugs we got all kind of goodies for your pleasure so support us on our patreon www.patreon.com backslash the best damn wrestling podcast or if you listening to us on radio land check us out we on all platforms so we on iHeartRadio, spotify pandora audible apple music amazon music Stitcher, Google Podcast, anywhere you get your podcast, you can listen to the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. You know, say anytime you want to. Uh, man, we've been rocking and rolling, Jack. Uh, Mr. Everything, you know, the, you know we do this each and every Wednesday to try to give the beautiful people a word of motivation, a word to get by uh, something to help them on their journey. So, Mr. Everything, do you have a final word for the beautiful people? Absolutely. 
don't complain about your ups and downs. Because if you look at a, uh, the right graph, that's how you know that you're still alive. Oh, get it. Okay. What's that machine called? Uh, the heart, heart monitor? Yeah, the heart monitor. Yeah, the heart monitor. Yeah, <laughs> for the for the wrestling for the wrestling fans that's uh, listening on, on online. Yeah, the heart monitor. I like that. I like that. Say that one more again. Graham, whatever it is. Yeah, say it one more again. <laughs> say it one more time. Yeah, say it one more again. <laughs> yes. Uh, so do not complain about your ups and downs because that's how you know that you're still alive. There you go. That's how you know that you're still alive. Uh. I like that word. That is a great word from the great Mr. Everything. Uh, beautiful people, I guess my final word will be, you know, I was just thinking this morning um, about taking advantage of your second chances. And some people have had three, four, five, six other chances, but not everybody always gets a second chance. And I just remember that in 2020, man, COVID had hit and half the population on Earth had died. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And a lot of us caught COVID. And I know I caught COVID probably twice, maybe three times. But it just made me think about how we are using our second chances that we're given. You know what I'm saying? Because not everybody made it through that. I lo I've lost family members. I've lost people. And I feel like during that period, that was our second chance for a lot of people to get the things in order and uh, really figure out what's important in our lives. So why you have a second chance or why you have the opportunity to do something important with your life and your presence, make the change and make the, make the opportunities uh, real. For yourself and take advantage of your second chances and your third chances that you've had because not everybody gets a second chance in life and you have a you've had second chances of life and if this is your second chance right now then you live life to the fullest and do things that you've always wanted to do live the life that you want to live you know what i'm saying and take advantage of your second chances when they do present themselves because not everybody gets them that's a word from your boy, Brian Renegade. Did you like that word, mister? Absolutely. Absolutely. That works oh, for me. Man. Oh, man. Listen, we can't hold y'all no longer, man. We're almost two hours in this thing. <laughs> Beautiful people. Uh, the great Brian Renegade is signing off. And uh, the one and only Mr. Everything, I, I ain't say this today, but he's your mama's favorite wrestler. And he can whoop your daddy ass. Mr. Everything, please let us know what you got going on, sir. Yes, so uh, I got shows coming up wrestling. You already know. Stay busy. Stay on the road. Um, got a couple of seminars coming up. Doing something with Control Your Narrative again. Coming up really soon. Uh, I'll be coming to Memphis, Tennessee in the next couple of weeks. Uh, it's a movie I'm trying to finish up. A mental health movie. Um, and trying to get some funding, some investments. Hey, if you got a small business and you got a, a large company, you want to invest in a movie, you want to, you know, we got some levels, some packages, uh, contact me. 
on the Facebook uh, or my Instagram, and I will put you into in contact with the right people, and we can get you get you featured in a movie. You know, some product placement or something, and you know, every little bit helps. You know what I'm saying? Uh, working on some sponsorships and things like that. So I'm, I'm all over the place, bro. I ain't trying to sit still for nothing because the minute I sit still, I feel like the world gonna stop rotating. So we don't need that. <laughs> we don't need that at all, man. Let the beautiful people know where they can find you. Absolutely. The easiest way to find me is go to my website, www.RooseveltConyersLLC.com. And that's where all my social media stuff is linked on to. And then, uh, you know, just reach out to me. Get up with me. Oh, man. Uh, that's Go follow Mr. Everything. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's still trying to hit his 10,000 followers on TikTok. If he hasn't already. So follow him on TikTok. If you like ticking and talking. They go over to Mr. Everything's page, man. He got some good stuff for you to follow. Uh, my name is Brian Renegade. You can follow me on all platforms at Brian Renegade and check out what I got going on. But I can't hold you no longer. Beautiful people, thank you for joining us this Wednesday. And we will see you next Wednesday when we have a big interview coming for you with Caprice Coleman. We'll see you next week on the next best damn wrestling podcast. Mr. Everything, you are a gentleman and a scholar, sir. Check you out next week. Beautiful people, we bid you adieu. Bye-bye, bitch.